Boom, coming in hot, Chinch, on a Friday. How we doing, brother? We certainly are. Dude, it's Friday, man. I'm going to clean up the yard today. Get get ready for the summer. It's almost there. It's crisp. The crisp of the air is starting to loosen up a little. Dude, just a little bit, right? It's going to be 65 here today in Pittsburgh. My mm. son just cut the grass yesterday, so it's beautiful. <laughs> Do and you sit uh, out there with, like, a, a lemonade and just yell at him while he's cutting the grass? Going like, <laughs> get the line no. straight, Jake. <laughs> he does a great job. I, I'm proud of myself because I back in the day, he I did when he... When, they, when he's 13, starts cutting the grass, and he's leaving freaking Mohawks everywhere. Like, hey, there's six or eight Mohawks in the, gra- in the freaking grass, dude. Let's go. That's funny, Mohawks. Hey, so I I just got – you've been selling me on this new iPhone. What is it, 14? 14, yeah. Hey, look, that's my, my niece and Maya like three years ago. Look how cute. Oh, that's cute. Um, I freaking – dude, is there anything worse than the first, like, three days when you get a new phone? Bro. Because, dude, I, I don't know – I don't know how I can't turn the volume up and down. I'm like I'm re-entering passwords left and right. All, I your, forget. all your apps have to reload. Then oh, put the passwords in. Dude. You're just like, come on, man! Like and we got to be better, let, Apple. Right. Let me tell you a second scam Apple does. The scam. reason the reason I got the new iPhone is because you people chime in on this. I bet you all agree with me. At a certain point, I feel like. These geniuses who are sending people into space and, and doing uh, cars with no gas and all this stuff, <laughs> they let the f- they make your phone die after like two years to a point where you have to buy a new phone. Agree or disagree, Sean Casey? Oh, uh, bro, not only do I agree, but also one another humongous scam is <laughs> they changed the charger. Oh, that, like, oh, forget the charger. Oh, forget what about a scam. it. Damn, you, you, I, I just bought a thousand dollar iPhone and I yeah, can't charge any of my yeah, other you stuff buy a with two hundred dollar freaking charger. Oh, it, what a scam, dude! It's such a scam. You're so correct in that. Yeah. Come on, man, you scumbags. Yeah. We're already giving you thousands of dollars. You, you're a multi gazillion dollar corporation. Yeah, don't scam yeah. me. I know it. I'm, I'm looking don't at you. Scam me. <laughs> I'm watching you guys. I don't believe in you. Watch. Oh, imagine like my tires don't work. You know, like I get, like I don't trust them. Those big businesses, man, they they can take you out. They can take you dude, out if you talk dude, trash about them. Well, dude, speaking <laughs> of big speak, I got, I got a nice segue here. Oh, this is nice. Speaking of big business taking people out, how about this story about the University of Alabama coach getting Bro. fired because because talk about big business. Oof. Somebody noticed a bet from whoever, a couple people in Cincinnati, Ohio, believe, and they like shut down the game like didn't they shut down the betting for alabama baseball dude yes and like he i can't like and that's alabama baseball that's in the baseball world that's up there with i mean comparatively like alabama it's alabama that's like one of the biggest programs one of the 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 the, the, they are probably the golden child of the ncaa for what they do in football that is a bad thing man that's just like dirty and weird and i'm still trying to kind of like unpack it and read a lot about it i don't want to speak too much on what happened but dude gambling college sports with college students and it's the coach that's involved in it ugly it's well, just well, he it's got, ugly the coach got fired right yes the coach so if the coach is getting fired they had to have something on him brad yes. bohannon yes yes they had to have something i mean on obviously I, I guess the question change here is is this the tip of the iceberg as far as like Gambling and sports goes. You I mean it's so easy now? I go on my phone and app, fan, yeah. blah blah blah. You know, I don't gamble, but I'm saying it's so right. easy to do that nowadays. And then you get in a pinch, and all of a sudden you got 
you know, a Pete Rose situation where back then mm-hmm. you got to call a bookie. Now yeah. you just put it on your app. Oh, yeah. You don't have to do anything. There well, is that's no, what's happening. You know, the NFL's cracking down on that because some of these guys, they're actually allowed to bet on sports other than themselves in the NFL. However, you cannot do any type of gambling from a site uh, of the football team that you were working with. So, like, if I took my phone and, you know, you have the Wi-Fi. Speaking right. of the shitty Apple iPhone that I can't work. Like, if I go and I'm at the facility, my wa- I'm using the Wi-Fi of the facility. So, if I make a bet, like you're talking about on your phone, six-game suspension. Because I'm using oh, wow. facility stuff to do that. So, the, the, the thing that kind of, I don't know, like it's, it's murky to me, is the amount of money, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, whatever you want, they're, the, the, the league and the owners are making a lot of money on gambling. You, you can't go to a baseball website and not see either FanDuel or DraftKings, right? Like you just – Oh, yeah. Uh, BetMGM. Uh, BetMGM. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's everywhere. So there's a little bit of a – I don't know. It, it's almost like a, a, a kind of like a – like what are we doing here? Like you're going to make all this money off of this. Well, don't, don't kill the guys that <laughs> – I, I, I don't know. Slippery slope. What, what's well, your take? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's like, it's a slippery slope. And I guess, I guess you're trying to figure out. Yeah. It's just a, it's scary for sports. Cause I feel, I feel like this, you know, sometimes with, you know, with addiction, you know, you're, you're a cucumber and then you become a pickle. And once you're a pickle, you can't go back, right? You're never, you're never a cucumber again, right? And you're, you're in, the, and then all of a sudden you have to f- look at that pickle jar and say, "I just can't open the pickle jar." That's how I look at it with any kind of addiction, like a gambling addiction. Okay, if you've crossed over from the, you become the cucumber, now you're the <laughs> yeah. pickle. You can't go back. So now you have to fight all those urges to not pick up your phone and hit that app while the Wi-Fi is on at your call. It. You mean like there's so yeah. many levels oh. to this. It's so much different than saying, hey, you can't do that. Well, if you've already gone down that road, now, you know, it's like these phones, dude. Well, How addicted are we, are, are we to these phones? Pick up your phone every fight. It's Pavlov's dogs. The thing rings. It, it beeps. There's <laughs> it a text. Really it's is. like, oh. Oh, yeah, you're you always running. jumping. Dude, our yep. brains are pickled on these phones. So it's like, guess what? Now that we're a pickle, and we're, you know, like I said, it's a great analogy, the cucumber and the pickle. Yeah. Now that we're pickled, we're not a cucumber anymore. Now, if I don't want to pick this up, I literally have to get it out of my sight. Oh, forget it. And, yeah. like, turn it off and get it out of my sight, make it hard and make it invisible yeah. to change that habit. That's yeah. not easy to do. So anytime something like this where it's hitting the dopamine receptors in your brain, like I said, you really have to go to another level to have bright lines to really – make sure that you're not crossing over that those lines. Yeah. I, you know what? Years ago, um, this is this is an interesting one, especially for you. So years ago, back MLB put a, a, an order into all of the MLB employees that uh, gambling, we were not allowed to gamble, when, uh, any employee of MLB. And the reason was because we have a competitive advantage, right? It's like inser- insider trading. So now right. the problem with this coach the thing that makes it scary with the coach is he has knowledge. He has insider trading knowledge. Let me go back. Sean Casey, 1999, shows up for a game, and you know four of the dudes who are in the starting lineup today went out until 4 o'clock in the morning last night. Right. If you had wanted to, you could have put a bet in going, we're not winning this game today. I bet there were days you walked into a clubhouse and you're like, 
we're done. We're going to lose five to nothing, and it's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be an embarrassing loss. That is insider trading. So when, like, when you're talking about, like, coaches and players, I do understand. Listen, Pete Rose, I still think he's a Hall of Famer. Screw that. But he, because he wasn't manipulating that way. But I do understand the logic behind, you know, the insider trading, insider info type stuff that, that you guys have as players. Like when yeah. – and coaches, well, you know. Even, even, like, you know a guy's hammy's not 100% or – Man, a guy's got a tired arm, but he's still he's ready to pitch tonight. He's not out. He's not out, but boy, right? He's really grinding right now. You heard him say something to the trainer or something. So like, yeah, there's yeah. there's stuff in that clubhouse and those locker rooms that no one else has access yeah, and to. Forget that knowledge. Let's go next level. You're the manager of the team. Bases loaded, two outs. You can bring in your best lefty, and you don't. That's yeah. that's why this guy's got to go. If if everything we're reading is what it is. Right. Anyway, all right, so let's go positive. We're much more positive than negative people. Red Sox, dude, your boys. You got the jerseys. You played for the Boston Red Sox. Dude, you know what's funny you said that? It's funny that you just said that (laughs) because I was watching the game last night and because I was listening to Kevin Euclid and Tim Wakefield are in the booth with Dave Dave O'Brien. They do a great job. Great job. They do a great job. I I texted you and told him, you know, nice job, bro. (laughs) Anyway, they did a great job. Um. But I, watching that game last night, man, the crowds at Fenway, dude, are, are, it, it, there's nothing like the Boston faithful. Seriously, like when I look back at my career, I know 15 years ago was my last time playing in the big leagues, which is incredible to think of. But 2008 was one of the coolest years ever just because Fenway Park's packed every night with a passion like you've never seen. And I mean, in April and May. The passion's there. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. And they're so, three feet away from you on a first baseline. They're right like, there, it's, dude. They're, yeah, in, it's the, they're in the stadium. Like, they're in on the field. It's yeah. that old It's that old, you know, t- old stadium feel where yeah, they're right on top of you. Um, but, you know, you look, at the, you look at the Red Sox, and I think, you know, maybe we're all writing them off. They've won six in a row. They just get a four-game sweep with the Blue Jays. Yes. The Blue time. Jays are good. They are good. The Blue Jays are really good. Yes. Four-game sweep with the Blue Jays. Um, they're 19 and 14 and and guess what? Yoshida, who they signed from uh, Japan, turns out he's legit. Legit. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about him for people who don't know who he is. He had three hits last night. Uh, you know, this guy is not a big dude. He kind of reminds you like a Dustin Pedroia Altuve. At least that's what it looks like. Um, but dude, he has six bombs hitting 317. He's got almost a 950 OPS. He's stealing. He's got a couple stolen bases. Guy's a, guy's a great baseball player, but dude, last night home run to right center. His his third hit, he hits a bullet in the hole. Guy on third, bullet in the hole by Bo Bichette to the to the um, opposite field. So this guy can hit, man. He doesn't strike out. Puts the ball in play. Looks like this is going to be a great kind of an under the radar. I don't think we gave it a ton of props. We saw Yoshida sign for five years, hundred million. I don't know if it were it was you know oh that's kind of cool no this could this could be this is going to be an impact bat right here for the Red Sox that yeah well done know, they obviously put the money in to get them I'll get you I'll add another thing so like you know my producer head I always look at this kind of these kind of stats like as you go along yeah they've been doing this with Chris Sale still trying to find himself for that injury yeah so four eighteen six innings pitched three hits one earned twenty four against Baltimore all right. Uh, he got the loss, five innings, got a little lit up. Last start, 6.1 innings, three hits, one earned, five Ks. 
they are like Chris Sale is starting. You know, if he's just if he's won two out of his last three, or at least done close to winning two of his last three. Yeah, watch out, dude. Three starts ago, eleven strikeouts from Chris Sale. Well, good. Did you see the one start he had this year? He had no punch outs early yes. on. Yeah, and he was pissed. Yeah, at himself. And then you saw him come back, and Alex Cora said to him, "Hey, man, be more athletic." Be athletic out there. Like, don't just get so concerned with your mechanics. And he goes, dude, you're a long, lanky guy. Let it fly. You're Chris Sale because it looks a little different. For that hitter in the box, you go, wow. Mm. You know, like Randy Johnson's arm was just – he could sling <laughs> and it was so big, yeah. you know. Sale's a big dude. He's six five, six six on that mound. You know, with that arm, he's got a huge arm. And he could just slings that slider and that heater. And the next start after he punched out no- nobody – he hit 97. He was there punched. I think he punched out his second guy of the game, and he was like, I just need to be more athletic. I love the relationship he has with Alex Cora. Alex Cora and Chris Sale have a great relationship. They've had it since back when they won the championship a few years back. But Alex Cora is so in Chris Sale's corner. Chris Sale knows that. You're right, Chinch. That's a name that we've just kind of forgot about because he's been injured. That's an X factor right there. If Chris Sale is the Chris Sale that we know and love, now you got an ace again on the Red Sox. Love that. Good point there. I was muted for a sec. Sorry. Um, all right, let's go back negative. St. Louis Cardinals, dude. Jack Flaherty got lit. Lit up last night. They are 5-11 and 11 at home. They are 5-11 and 11 on the road. And they are 10 games behind the fighting buckos in the NL Central. Like, you mentioned this yesterday. We never got to it because I was rushing us off. You got mad at me for that, but... <laughs> we, yeah. what, what's your take on the cards? What's going wrong here? They got an MVP. Th- th- doesn't it feel a little weird there right now? Like with, I don't know, like the, even the Tyler O'Neill thing a few weeks ago, hey, Marmol kind of calls him out in the press and yeah. takes him out of the game for not hustling. And Tyler O'Neill has never been known for not hustling. They send down Jordan Walker, who's hitting 275 because they're like, he's got to get the ball in the air more. And mm-hmm. As a player, if I'm a player, I'm like, I literally am in the clubhouse going, what are we doing? Hmm. Well, what are we doing here? What's going on here? This is this doesn't feel like a winning vibe. This doesn't feel like winning culture. This feels like, what is this? Mm. Like, that's how I feel a little bit with the Cardinals. And I, and I really believe it's kind of showing in how they're playing. Yeah. Goldschmidt's still doing his thing. Arenado's kind of been scuffling a little bit. You know, right. you expect a lot of them. Gorman's come back and, and hit well. But, you know, the, the team rotation ER, has team been ERA. Yeah, Team what? ERA is close to five, dude. Yeah, the, 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 the pitching has not been good at all. Flaherty obviously got rocked yesterday. He's way better than that. Two, two and a third innings, nine hits, ten earnings. That's going to hurt your ERA. Um, but, yeah, they just haven't pitched that well out of the pen or in the rotation, and that turns out to be a recipe for disaster. But something feels weird with the vibe there. I don't know mm. what it is, man. Just feels weird. Ten and 22 for a team that, that that's that loaded, no. Yeah, there's something off there. Something's you know what's off. funny? It, they went through that run in like the 90s into the early 2000s where they would right. just take, I don't want to say a washed up first baseman, but they would take a guy who's kind of at the end of his career and he would just show up there and hit 25 home runs like in, in like 40 games. Like Tino Martinez went there. Remember, he, he hit like six homers in a game. Oh, in yeah. A row. Oh, yeah. They just... They, it's 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 weird seeing a, a really you know historic franchise that always has a good home record struggle like because I don't think they even know like how do you get out of that hole that's we're the St Louis Cardinals yeah. we, we don't get in these holes so when you yeah. don't when you don't have the experience of getting in the hole it's hard to dig yourself out of the hole 
Well, I always think this, though, Chinks, when, when, I, when I see the Cardinals scuffle like this out the gates, you know, whenever you scuffle out the gates, it's so magnified. If it's July or August and they're 10 for 23 and they're still like five games above 500, you're like, all right, you know, cards are scuffling. You might not even know they're 10 and 22 in their last 32. You would just be like, they're scuffling. But when you see 10 and 22 in their first 32 games, you know, the flags go up. Like, what's that? But like I said, it's it's yeah. more glaring because this is how they, they came out the shoots. Yeah, I got another one. This is an impromptu one because we didn't talk about this before. But, yeah. dude, I'm just looking at some notes here. The Dodgers and Padres are playing each other six times in ten days. So, two things. One, when that schedule happens that way, how advantage pitchers, right? Because Or is it advantage hitters? You're going to see a guy twice in a week. Second part is, let's handicap that, that division real quick. Yeah. You know, what does this mean for either team? Six games, ten days between the two of them. Yeah. Well, it is nice to see a pitcher twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I oh, man, especially if he gets me the first time, you know, that that's good. And, and also, you, it almost becomes like, you know, like you're uh, in an inter-squad game. You're seeing their bullpens. You're seeing, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird. Um, but listen, these are two of the best teams. And at the end of the day, they got to go through each other to win the West. Right. The, the the Dodgers are playing some great baseball. They've won six in a row. They're they're nineteen thirteen now. Arizona's for real too. If anyone's watching baseball, they haven't realized Arizona's got a good young core of kids. Especially Corbin Carroll is going to be an absolute star. Zach Gallon in that rotation, top to bottom. That's a good that's a good club. Only getting better, so they're going to be around too. But the Padres are sitting at seventeen and fifteen. They know they got to go through the Dodgers to get where they want to go. So anytime you can get head to head. You got to try and g- gain ground on the head-to-head matchups. If I you're like San that. Diego, you're, that's I think that's what you're thinking. I like that. That's good. Hey, I'm looking at another. I'm just looking at the standings right now. Oakland A's are six and twenty-six. Yeah. What was the worst? Yeah. What was the worst year of your career? Like from I a win-loss two, record. I think two thousand and three. Let's do that. Did we lose a hundred games? Or- Dude, how do you go to work? Dude, I'm gonna tell you a quick story. Let's hear it. I'll, I'll tell you when, how I met Eddie Vedder. Here you go. Well, this sounds like it's going to be a great story. but 2003, bro. I mean, everybody's hurt. The whole And everyone went home for some reason. It was even weirder. Like, <laughs> dudes are getting hurt. At the end of the year, they're going home. And I think we're like 30 games under 500, man. Wait, like, let I, me stop you there right now. You played 147 games yeah. in, in that year. Yeah. Nobody else played more than 118. There you go, and dude. And you got 70... 70. Lark only played 70 games. Ken Griffey yep. played 53, and Jose yep. Gabian played 91. All right, keep going. Who, so. How many How many did Dunner got hurt, too, which is very rare? Adam Dunn? Uh, he played 116, but yeah, he, played, is, he, played, is, 162. he played 162. Dude, everybody was hurt, bro. I mean, everybody was hurt. I remember having a team meeting at the end because I was so frustrated. We caught up a lot of double-A, triple-A uh, players, and they were not giving good effort. And I remember oh. like calling the meeting of giving the, giving the speech to, Hey guys, this isn't the I'll try league. This is the, I'll get it done league or you're out of here. This is the call the big leagues. You know what I mean? Like we can't just, you, you can't just be happy to be here. You have to actually do something and play the game right and play it hard. So anyway, bro, th- that's what, that was the feel was um, with our team. Then it was incredible. And I think me and Jason LaRue were the only guys in the last series, there was nine games to go. I'll never forget this. Nine <laughs> games to go. We're scruffling so bad. I remember running my sprints before the game. And you want to talk about mentally <laughs> mentally fried? I remember thinking, 
I don't know if I can play tonight, let alone nine more games. Like I was just, because nobody was around. The team was so different. All your buddies are some of the, like I said, some of your guys are home. I don't even know how that happened. (laughs) And and I'm, and I'm like, literally. So anyway, we're playing the Cubs and, uh, uh, Jose Cardinal was our first base coach, right? One of the best love Jose to death. Uh, legend Chicago Cub, legendary, you know, 17 years in the big leagues. Um, and, uh, so after this, we play the Cubs, I think we beat them. And after the game, I'm just like eight more to go. Like literally, like Oof. I can't believe we have eight to go. So I walk in the clubhouse and uh, you know, you always know if somebody's in the clubhouse that you've never seen before. Uh-huh. So over in the corner, Jose Cardinal is sitting with some, some dude with short blonde hair. And I'm, and I, you know, I'm like, Hey, who's, who's Cardinal with? Like, that's Eddie Vedder. I'm like, that's what? Eddie Vedder? I was like, I didn't know Eddie Vedder had short blonde hair, but I guess, you know, Ed was doing whatever at that. I don't know why he had, I have to, I'll have to ask him why he had short blonde hair. Anyway, it was so cool. And meanwhile, I'm coming out to like even flow for seven years and I'm expecting to see Vedder and long, dark hair, blonde, uh, brown hair, you know? So anyway, um, yeah, there you Is go. There him? you go. It was, it was right around time? those days. Okay. Yeah, it was Keep right going. Around, Keep going. Right around those days. Great story. So, so dude, there's an unbelievable video on YouTube. Go type if you type in for everybody listening out there. If you type in Eddie Vedder Cincinnati Reds, it'll pop up. It's incredible. So, so um, I you know I introduce him. You know I, I say hi to my hi to him and you know Cardinals introduce us and all that stuff. Meanwhile. Cardinal is the greatest guy ever. He doesn't even know who Eddie Vedder is. Eddie Vedder Stop. loves Jose Cardinal, dude, because he was a Cubs fan. And so that's the reason. So Ed had just met Cardinal, dude. It was like him meeting, like, Jesus. Meeting himself. Seriously. It was like you, me meeting Eddie Vedder. That's how much Eddie Vedder loved Jose Cardinal. Dude, not even close. <laughs> like, you could rank him, too. You could say, like, he's met all these people. I mean, Ed's met everybody, dude. He's met yeah. King, everybody. Kings and queens. Cardinal's won. And then the Dalai Lama and everybody down, you know what I mean? Like, like Cardinal's one. So anyway, and Ed had just met Cardinal. Like I, so he was so stoked. So, um, we asked Ed, Hey man, is there any chance you could, you could play a couple tunes for us? Juan Castro's got a guitar in his, in his, uh, in his, um, locker. And so Ed's like, yeah, man, let me go hang out with the coaches and I'll be back. And we're like, Oh, let's go baby. Wow. So dude, Ed came over. I, you know, back then we had a, we had a, we had like a keg in the, you know, in the, it <laughs> yeah, was, you know, yeah. we, we all sat down. When men were beers. men. Yes. Yeah. And then, and dude, Vetter sat down and he played uh Hey, you've got to hide your love away. So dude, he played it for us. It was incredible. Some of the guys had left. So there was only like 12 of us left in the, in the clubhouse. Dude, he played it. It was incredible. He signed a bunch of stuff for us, took pictures. That was the first time I ever met Ed was in 2003. Anyway, I remember thinking, this is why I stuck out this season because <laughs> I got a chance to meet Eddie Vedder and see him play in our clubhouse. And if I never meet, see him again, I'll always have that memory of him playing in our clubhouse. Hey, you've got to hide oh your God, love away. And now, it was incredible. Dude. And now I just beg you to get him on our show and we still haven't had him. We're going to get him on. We're going to get him on. But it was incredible. Isn't it, but isn't that incredible? Yes, it is incredible, story. especially because at that moment, your season ended 69 and 93, dude. Oh, that was a struggle, dude. You won one out of every four games. So if you had four games stretch, you knew you were going to lose three games. I can't imagine. You just it was start, tough, dude. You just try, try to hit bombs at that point. Like, what are you doing? Like how, like, how do you get there? How do you get out of your house? It was a tough year. And that was the year we traded Booney, too. So, like, 
Oh, oh my like, God. You said you cried. Boone. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Wow, what traded a horrible Boone. year. So, like, everyone was hurt. We traded Boone. We, I think we traded Scott Sullivan. Like, we, tra- we were trading every friend I had. And uh, that was a Well, you got to make a friend in any better. So yeah, like, exactly. Uh, you... I traded two friends and got <laughs> one friend back. You <laughs> traded two friends and got a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. It was one of the most, bril- most brilliant musicians of all time. Oh, my God. Incredible, dude. Why, why don't you send him my video of my uke playing, bro, and see. see let I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what he thinks. Yeah, my ass can. you are. You're not going to do that. Yeah, I think he's going to think you're good. You're really good. I'm like, hey, don't ask him to sing, though, Eddie. He can't get any words out. <laughs> Jesus. That was fun. Anyway, okay, what do you got this weekend, dude? Dude, I'm going down to Richmond, dude. Uh, me and 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 the Lambuski, my buddy Jay Adams, we're, we're driving driving down today. We're, they're they're um, honoring the '95 Richmond team that when we went to the regional. So we're wow. we're all we're all coming back. So it's gonna be really cool. I haven't seen guys in years. Was it Mark DeRosa? You said said the greatest base, the greatest athlete in New Jersey history is the big Lambuski. Jo- yeah, no, no, it's true, it's true. No, he and I, I brought him in MLB Central today with the Lambuski, and he looks over and he he goes. How do you, this is what D-Ro, typical d fashion. How do you know the legend? That's what he said about Boo. It was incredible. And I go, I go, and I go, D-Ro, was he really as good as he says he is? Yeah. He's like, he's better. He was like, he was the nas- one of the nastiest football players ever. Wow, man. But, and dude, Boo, Boo was one of the nastiest football players ever. Came to Richmond to play football and played center field and pitcher. It was like it was that that good is of an unbelievable. Yeah. Can you imagine like going, like I could not imagine playing two sports in college. It's just yeah. the amount you have to put into playing one sport in college yeah. is yeah. bananas. And to play two and then you're not yeah. there for string or fall yeah. practices. I would have had a heart attack. I, I don't think I could ever, I don't think I could have pulled that off. Dude, Boo ended up getting drafted too as a hitter out of high school and a pitcher out of college. Seriously? He had more power. Dude, he had the most power like you've ever seen. How tall is he? He's like 5'11". He's a big dude, man. Dude, he's so big. You only hang he's out so with like strong. big people, except for me. I'm like the small. Am I your small? I'm I'm your smallest friend. Uh, probably. Yeah, down probably. There. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's not the size of the dog in a fight, Sean. It's the size of the fight. I know, Jay. I won't mess with you, bro. I've seen your temper. It's I'll scary. bite your ankle right off. You I might beat me scared. down. I've seen your. You're the guy that headbutts somebody in the balls. In the oh, absolutely. Oh, re- are you kidding me? I'll pull hair. <laughs> I'll do anything. If there's a little stick on the side, I'll yeah. crack it right over your head. That's the only way. That's the only way I've survived. That's how the Chinchaminos have survived. We're like locusts. <laughs> All right. On that note, have fun down in Richmond. Also, uh, Sunday brother. night, real quick. Last time. Last. Yeah. Breakthrough Pro Sunday night. Let's go. I'll be back. We'll be rocking and rolling. Sign up. Couple days to sign up. Breakthrough-Pro.com. Come join JD and I. It's going to be a life-changing eight weeks. Let's do it. All right, Chinch. Love you, brother. Have a great weekend, everybody.